0: Welcome to the JMP cast. I'm your host, Josiah Michael Pyatt. This podcast is centered around the question what does it look like to live in our identity in Christ and to actively participate in the Father's kingdom that's in our midst? Today, we continue our conversation around this series called When God Says No Learning How to Suffer Well. Well, if you made it to episode three, We are now going to be focusing on what do we actually do with this no that we've been given. Again, I want us to remember that this no is incredibly personal. It's incredibly intimate between you and God. And this no might be related to health issues like it was for me or is for me, I should say. It could be related to a relationship. It could be related to a lifestyle. Regardless of the know that you may have been discerning that you are getting, I believe there's this process, there's this journey that we can see through scripture and we can see through the history of the church that many have had to go through. And I believe it's through this journey, it's through this process that we can actually find hope and healing and wholeness. Maybe not in the way that we thought, but in a way that is Uh, the way that God has designed it to be when we've been given a no, maybe is a way of saying it. So I want to start this episode by saying this. For those of us who have been given a no, this is deeper than a cognitive issue. It is deeper than emotions. It is deeper than our actions and our behaviors. How we respond to this is going to be deeper than just what our theological understanding of scripture and suffering is. It's going to be deeper than, than being part of a community that we can process these things with. You see, I'm convinced that what you and I need when we've been given a know the way that we have is an encounter with Jesus the cornerstone. You see, dealing with our thoughts and the ways that our our sickness or our lifestyle, whatever it may be, is affecting us can only go so far. Dealing with our emotions, our behaviors, dealing with our theology around this issue, whatever it may be within suffering, can only go so far. What you and I need is an encounter with Jesus We need a revelation of who he is and what he has to say to us in our situation. I am sitting here before you telling you that it was through a revelation that Jesus gave me personally, intimately, that has absolutely transformed the way that I navigate through this know that I've been given. Does it make it easy? Absolutely not. Like I said in the last episode, if anything, I would say it's almost harder for me because I have to feel it. I have to process it. All those things. I'm not going to repeat myself. So what I want to focus on today is actually Paul's experience with a no. Now, if you are not familiar with the Bible, Paul is a New Testament writer, church planner, apostle, amazing man who basically just like took the church. God used him to take the church to places that arguably we were like, he. he's just amazing. He's a great guy. Ironically though, from his perspective, he would say he was the worst of the apostles because he was in his own process. And so why, whatever am I going, Josiah, where are you going? Focus. Okay. So Paul, this man who wrote a lot of the New Testament, planted churches. He had this, what he describes as a thorn in his flesh. Now it was something, we're not sure what it was, but we know that it had to be something that people were aware of because he addresses it in a letter that he wrote to a church in Corinth. Now, what I think is so interesting about this story is And now if you grew up in the church and you're like me, you're like, dude, you already know this story. The thorn in the flesh, my strength will be made perfect in your weakness, all that stuff. I get that. And I've I've listened to those sermons. I've read those books, so to speak. And I want to talk to you about something different within this encounter. You see, what I see fundamentally with Paul in this thorn in the flesh is him actually saying to Jesus, to God, through the Father, through the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit, he brings this thorn before God and he says, heal me, give me a breakthrough, change this situation, remove this thorn from me. He says it not once, not twice, but three times. This is a man who had seen miracles and signs and wonders in ways that I think many of us could only hope for. And I'm convinced that he, if he had not seen this specific thorn removed from other people, he at least had the faith to know that God could remove it. That's why he asked three times. But I want us to hear something in this. He refused to not have a word from God. He knew that if God wasn't going to heal him, that God was going to give him a revelation of what is going on in the circumstance, in this no. And what I believe for you and for me is that when we have been given a no, we need to press in and persevere through that no in being persistent with the Father about why we've been given this no. I believe that Jesus wants to speak to you about this no that he has been giving you. I believe that this is not a condemnation, but an invitation for an encounter that can radically change and transform your life through his strength, through Jesus alone, in the way that you navigate through the suffering that you have to bear. Now, because I'm like a Bible guy and I like teaching it and stuff, I have to say that Paul, contextually speaking, was writing to the church probably for two reasons within this thorn of the flesh. The first would be people were aware of the thorn. And so it probably brought some people questions being like, this is the guy. This is the guy we're going to read his letters. This is the guy who's going to plant the churches. But he's got this thing in his life. I don't know if you can relate to that if you've been given a no, that's a physical thing, but you, I'm sure if you've been in the the right, wrong Christian circles, depending, I, I mean that gently, you can relate to the fact that you can feel that tension of someone saying is something wrong with him or her? Why do they have what they have? So Paul was dealing with this. And so I think a part of that was him explaining why he had this thorn, um, And so, but I think deeper than that, what Paul is showing us is that there is a revelation that we can have because practically speaking too, the church he was speaking to was heading into a time of trials and tribulation and persecution. And so I believe he was actually also pastorally giving them his own experience to say, God wants to reveal something to you through these trials, these tribulations, and through the things that are about to unfold. So you might be sitting here and saying or listening or whatever and being like, okay, Josiah, so we need an encounter. This is deeper than our emotions. It's deeper than our thinking. It's deeper than our relationships. It's deeper than our theology and our ability to be part of a community. Well, how do we get this encounter? That is what I want to focus the rest of this series on, essentially. And so I'm going to be giving you, hopefully, different parameters, different trail markers that can help you in having that encounter. First off, I need to be clear. This is not a bait and switch kind of thing. Meaning it is not do step one, two, and three and now you have an encounter. To be honest with you, that is more witchcraft than it is Christianity. And so this is not saying if you do this, then you will get that from God. God is not a genie in a bottle. However, there is a way that we have through the son that he has shown us that we can bring life and hope and truth. And so there are practices and disciplines that we can practice as followers of Jesus in walking in his way that can lead to a revelation. This is important to note because I am not trying to say you do this, you do that, and you'll get an encounter. For me in my own personal journey without getting into it, because I did have this encounter, it wasn't until I was like 21 or 22 Now, remember, I've had my sickness since I was in my mother's womb. It's all I've ever known. I have been walking with Jesus since I was 13 years old. So it was 12 years into my journey that I was given this revelation that has radically changed my life. This may take a while. I know you don't want to hear that. And I know for me as a preacher or whatever you want to call me, I don't want to tell you that because it's not good to hear. But what I am going to say, it might take a minute. But what I can tell you is he wants to speak to you about these things. So although we don't have a guarantee that we're going to get encounter, what we do have is this navigation, this history, this through the sacred text and through what we know of the early church and all these different things. And even through my own personal experience and those of others who have gone through this road as well, that there is a path that we can take that can lead to this kind of encounter. The the way I would say this statement is essentially what you and I need to learn how to do, and what I'm learning how to do, and I'm sure you are in your own way as well, is how to make space for God. Sorry. How to make space for God to speak to us. You see, ultimately, if we need an encounter from the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit then the only way that that can really happen is if we actually create space for God to speak. Of course, God in his sovereignty can stop us in our tracks and give us that encounter. But in my experience, it hasn't been like that. And so what I'm hoping to do is share with you these practices, these ways that we can practically create space so that the Father can speak to us about the suffering that we are going through. Now, what are some of those practical things are, the, are basically what the next episodes are going to be. But I'm not going to leave you uh, just with that statement. So instead, I'll tell you. So silence and solitude, having a safe person, praising him through it, being part of a family of believers, fasting, not self-harm, fasting. These are certain ways that we can have an encounter. Mourning, lamenting. These are ways that we can walk into, that we can follow, that we can almost um, work through that then can lead to this encounter. It may be one encounter, it may be a bunch of encounters that you are needing, but what I am here to tell you today is that if you have been given a no, and this is basically the point of this episode, if you have been given a no, I... I truly believe that Jesus is wanting to give you an encounter to help you through this suffering that you are going through. Maybe you're listening to this and you've done counseling, you've done deliverance ministry, you've done all these different things and it hasn't seemed to fit. It hasn't seemed to actually speak to this soul issue that is going on. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe listening to this right now, you're like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what it is. I, I've done these things. I've dealt with the behaviors. I've dealt with the emotions. I've done this positive thinking. I've done this theology classes. I've done all these things, but it's not reality. Is I'm not feeling the freedom that I know is in the word that I know I'm supposed to have in these things. And I believe it is because what you are needing is a personal Intimate, intentional encounter with the living God. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. Oh, and like I said last week, right? There's the spider webs. There's there's these things that are going on that look blurry that we're not sure. We might be dealing with the cobwebs, but not dealing with the spider. And what I believe is actually when we face the spider, what comes out of that can be an encounter with Jesus. It is not the only way to get that encounter, but it is a way. And so what I'm hoping that you're hearing today Is that you need an encounter with the living God? Not only that, you need this, what I'm trying to actually tell you is good news. Jesus is not going to leave you in your suffering. Oh my goodness. What is the gospel if it is not a message of the incarnation of God becoming the creation in understanding suffering, in understanding humanity's reality? Oh, there's so much I want to say, but I don't have the time. I have 50 seconds. What am I supposed to do? So what I'm going to do is do more episodes. And so I want to finish with this note. I want to finish with just saying, oh my goodness, Jesus has you. You're not alone. He's got you. This is not a condemning thing. This is an invitation. There's an invitation for you today to have an encounter with Jesus. Let me pray with you quick. Oh Lord, I pray that right now, For those of us who have had that encounter, I pray that you would remind us of what that word was, of what that moment was, of what that experience was. Would we be encouraged? For those of us who are looking for that encounter, would you give us wisdom and discernment? And would you give us strength to create the space for you to speak? Oh Lord, we are listening and we need you. And we recognize that you are good, that you are faithful, even when we don't understand that. We love you and we trust you. Amen. Well, if you are listening to the podcast, I'm not limited by 15 minutes. And so um, I just want to say thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope something in this has encouraged you in your own journey, in your own process with living with a no. I hope you hear the hopeful undertone within this message that there is hope in this. Jesus is not going to leave us He wants to speak to us. He wants to draw near. And so would we say yes to that invitation today? I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for listening.